0: Hey guys, I have Juan Lopez on the show with me this week, aka Vicky C Summers future Miss Phoenix Pride 2018. I think that's what he said it was called. One uh, is a phenomenal performer. I knew him up in Flagstaff. We were working together at day jobs. Uh, but since moving to the Valley, he has really made a name for himself in the drag scene. I really wanted to get to know a little bit more about kind of what went into that, how to create a whole nother person that may or may not be exactly like you. it's still open to debate. You'll hear from our conversation. But one is just a hilarious guy. There's a lot of laugh breaks and stuff in this. Uh, uh, hope you don't mind, but we could not help but make each other chuckle the whole time through. But I think you will have a nice little chuckle yourself, you'll see. <laughs> uh and enjoy Juan Lopez. Welcome to Starving Artist Phoenix. I'm Tony Machete, and I've got Juan Lopez with me. How are you doing, Juan? Good, how are you? I'm fantastic. Right, what's it called? Starving Artist Phoenix. <laughs> oh, okay. It. You could have waited until after it was recording so we could act like this is something that we really put together. Uh, <laughs> One, no, I appreciate you, like, taking time out really on. quick, too, uh, we're not starting over. this okay. all awesome and in fact, I'm probably going to cut it after this. I'm glad you met me on short notice since we, it's been almost since we talked, actually. It's like been, This know, is honestly oh, the first time that. we've seen each about other, probably. I heard
1: you had a game night the other day, and I didn't get an invite.
0: Yeah, because every other time we invite you, you have something you else going on. You've invited
1: me once before. We don't have that many. <laughs> anyway, How often do you think we just have game party. nights at
0: donut restaurants? <laughs> a lot. <laughs>
1: To be honest, that's
0: how we celebrated our anniversary. Okay. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry, sorry, I keep, I keep, I keep ruining it. But anyways, basically, I want to talk to you a little bit about how you got into your persona and pretty much how you came into drag as a, a way of making profit. So uh, Juan is shrugging for the people at home right now. I know you can't pick that up because this is just a recording. Um, <laughs> he also looks very comfortable now that he's changed out of his work clothes and yeah. put on socks. So yeah, so where did when was
1: Vicky born? As a character. That's a really good question. No, it was four years ago, going on five. Oh my god, going on five years now. It was in October. It wasn't for Halloween, because a lot of queens start on Halloween. I thought it was too generic. Because you know you do drag once for Halloween, and then they get stuck, and then they're like, No, I do drag permanently.
0: So it was a conscious choice. You knew, like, if I do this for Halloween, then I'm gonna keep on doing it. I gotta hold
1: off. I gotta wait till November. <laughs> I gotta, hold on. I gotta push it. Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving. No. Mm-hmm. I had already planned on doing it okay. Just because I watched Drag Race And I was like, that's easy, I can do that I can pull that off So that would have been what, season 3, 4? Started I started on... watching season 4 How do you know that? Taylor <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, season 4 And then I watched the previous ones And then I was like, you know what? I could do it I could tug my dick and cross-dress for Christ <laughs>
0: Most most queens do start off at church. That's something that people don't realize.
1: <laughs> they do. They all fight in the nativity scene. They all
0: fight over Mary.
1: Mary. Uh, <laughs> That's <is> so
0: stupid. <laughs> None of this is used for Mary. Right, um, you can but, use okay. all of this.
1: This is good material.
0: Uh, you don't even know what a podcast is. <laughs> Okay, so, so you knew from watching the show, have you ha- thought about doing it? Did you know what drag was no, before? Look, before yeah.
1: I started doing drag though, I hated like drag queens. Like I was like not for it. I was like guys who do drag, they're so gay. And like had this like negative connotation. Was about it just drag like too queens. camp or what? It was just too gay. It was like It's not sanded. even camp. Like <laughs> it was just so feminine. And feminine. then I was like you know what? let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> well if I'm good, if your guys aren't going to do it, at least do it right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, school the children. That's excellent. okay. So Isn't that weird though? Cuz I was like anti like drag queens, I, was, I would never do it. I would never put on makeup. So like where did you, do you do first that?
0: see it, do you think? Do You remember?
1: <laughs> Where did I first see drag? Yeah, like, before RuPaul, before you were thinking about it yourself. Like, it, what did you see it that was, like, negative? I don't I, I don't think I ever saw it in a negative light. I feel yeah. like people at that time mm-hmm. made it look negative. Because, like, growing up Hispanic, like, a lot of people think that, like, you're, like, sheltered or, like, more conservative uh-huh. yeah. in the way, like, when it comes to gay things. But there's a bunch of, like, drag queens on TV already, like, in Mexico from, like, when I was a child. Oh. So, like, it wasn't new to me. It was just, like... People didn't like drag queens when I said it. So was it just
0: like the joke was that they were gay and that was kind of a weird thing? Or was it just like, oh, those are, they're drag queens, so those are like the gay guys and they're so gay and that's so hilarious and they're different from us type of thing?
1: It was, I, you know, on TV, it was it was just like normal. Like they were just oh, okay. they were just a character. Like no one cared like if they were gay or not. They were just oh, characters. But then you meet gay people in real life and they're bitches. <laughs> like everyone's so mad at each other and they have a label for everything and that's why they assumed that, you know, you do drag, you're a little bottom bitch. Gotcha, okay.
0: So, was it just the way that they presented it was different when they did it on TV
1: or did they just because they were taking it more seriously? What? I think it was more they were they were in a profession so that's, that was their job so that's who they played that's what they were. that's what they did. Okay. And we're like you look at drag queens like at a bar like you're like oh, like what's the point of you like dressing like a woman to go to a bar you know what I mean it was just like people were like why would you do that like that's so gay it's so feminine like you want to be a woman it's a big thing and I was like oh, that's a whole thing I want to do it.
0: gotcha so once they were there kind of the, per- the competitive aspect to it maybe yeah. like that's just like you're seeing who can like look the best that type of thing it made a difference yeah. Yeah. okay so when you got into it was it Immediately um, like that a- was <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, was it was terrible. What do you mean? What do you mean? It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. <laughs> just like looking back, it looks terrible? Or, like, yeah. Did you- How did it feel like the first time you did it? Did you feel pretty good I about I your thing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I felt like gorgeous. <laughs> I felt like a woman. I felt like a woman.
0: Was know, it instantly I mean. Vicky or was it just oh, uh, a dress and a wig? Oh, it was like a Party City costume and a wig. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. I saw a picture on Instagram um, that was like a the throwback little, one. The Candyman
1: yeah. one where I'm dressed as a little like... That's sailor. not what I was going for. <laughs> no, I was talking about... It was
0: a throwback Thursday picture. Um, it was like one of your early outfits versus one of your more recent ones. And it was like you had the big rose in your hair and it was like a blue dress. Mm. Um,
1: yeah, that was a little... Yeah. It was, that was one of the first ones or what? It was a bad one. <laughs> well, what, was,
0: was, what makes
1: that bad as opposed to what you did. It was the first show that? I ever did okay that one and like the makeup was just bad like the outfit was bad there was no body to it so this is
0: something that I, i definitely wanted to talk about because there's such technique to it nowadays that like the looking at like even people who don't do drag people who just like watch the show a lot and stuff like have opinions about like what good and bad drag is so what makes
1: drag good
0: versus like what you were doing before
1: i think it's all about entertainment so like you might not look the best, you may not have the best wigs, you may not have the best makeup, but if you can entertain a crowd, you're a good drag queen. So then
0: when you were doing that, when you had like the Jono Gazomo <laughs> and Tuang Fu vibe going on, did you, <laughs> do you feel, <laughs> is that what you are going for? Yeah, uh, i got it. <laughs> so do you feel like you were still a good drag queen even though your outfit wasn't no. put together? So why not?
1: Because I was not educated on what I was supposed to do, if that makes sense. I don't think it does like, So I feel like with drag Like uh-huh. there's a history Behind where drag queens Came from And I feel like If you just go into it To be a woman And like to like Look pretty And like make money Like you're not doing it For the right reasons Okay Is so, that weird? so there's a history to it So how did you learn this oh. Like from other queens Or what No from myself Because all the other queens Hate me <laughs> So Let's that's, <laughs> that's put
0: that aside For later <laughs> Well
1: yeah. No Because no one No one really know. ever Helped me out No one really cared To help me out No one really cared To like be like Hey you're doing it wrong it was just like, you look great. Like, keep it up. Do you feel like that's pretty common to the scene? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's they're the only... point of that? What do you think that yeah. is? Because they're bitches. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be the only ones. They want to be the best one. They want to be the only queen that people like.
0: Okay, so that's interesting. So it seems like a lot of the events and stuff that you guys do, like, it's a, whole, it's a whole show. Like, you need a whole review full of people. So you need to make those kind of connections. So how do you balance that out with trying to be the best and being competitive, but also needing to know who you can call to fill out your because, show?
1: Well, because when you're a host of a show, like you're hosting the show, you pick who you have. You don't care if the girls like each other or not. They're working together because they're getting paid to be there regardless. So it's like if you host the show, all the other girls, if you ask them if they don't like you, they'll still do it because they're getting paid. But then you've got to make the host like you, though. So I mean, how, do you, how do you make that work? You just have to be good. You don't have to, like, you you literally, a host could hate you, but if she knows you bring people into a bar, she'll hire you. It's fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about money. Well, at least the drag, like, uh, shows and stuff, it's about making money. Mm -hmm. So if you don't bring in people, they're not going to book you. If you bring in a lot of people, they're going to book you because they know the bar is going to be full. So how do you develop your name like that? I think now is a lot of social media. Mm. So, like, even if you don't perform a lot, like, as long as... You have a good following on Instagram or Facebook, like you're solid.
0: So that's that's interesting too, because I think it goes into something I really wanted to talk a lot about. Just like
1: subscribers on this podcast. <laughs> hey, shut the <laughs> fuck up for a second.
0: <laughs> all right, that's on live. Right. Uh, people don't know that shit. Uh, <laughs> brought to you by Squarespace. No, uh, just the other like all the other periphery talents they feel like you have to have to be a drag queen. So like, how do you develop all these other talents you need to to impress people enough and to like get people interested enough um, while you're doing what you're doing to like keep people going. Singing, dancing, all that
1: I think you have to find like What you're good at When it comes to drag Because not everybody can dance Not everybody can be funny Not everybody can sing But you have to find like The one thing that you're good at And you run with it you don't put that shit down. You take it with you to the grave, Tony. Totally. <laughs> like, you go.
0: But there seems to be certain things that all drag queens are expected to do, like lip sync and cross dance up. to a certain amount. and cross, Yeah, costume <laughs> and makeup. Like, like you said, your makeup was shitty before, and like, people couldn't trust you for that. Right. Um, so, so, I mean, there has to be those skills that everyone just assumes you need to have. How do you, how do you train for that? How do you practice that? I
1: think, well, me, yeah. I come from a dance background, so I can, like, dance. Okay. I can pick up choreography. I can do this and that. You literally just did a high kick right. like while we were talking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also think that I have a good sense of humor and I'm like quick to reply to people. So like I'm a good at uh, like reading you back. So I'm witty okay. when it comes to it. So I feel like that helps you in drag. Um, I think another like like I said, people just gotta find what they're good at, okay. and once they find it, mm-hmm. they will run with it because you can go watch a show like phoenix and like every host will do something different but it's what they do like if you watch celia putty like she'll do like all these like comedy skits and she's like melania trump and like all this shit on stage but then if you go to karamba down the street you see ruby reynolds she's gonna do a power ballad in a gown and like that's all she does because she knows that's what she's good at
0: Okay. So for you like finding all these different venues and stuff Do you have to find venues that you think will match your skill set or you throw everything at the wall and see who craps it?
1: I think if you I think you have to adjust to the venue So like, if you're gonna be an entertainer, you're gonna be an actor. You're not just gonna play the same character You know what I'm saying? So like if you're gonna perform at Charlie's you have to bring something upbeat You have to be like fun and like people have to like you and be like mainstream top 40s If you go to the Latin club, you got to do something Spanish if you go to, like, Scottsdale, you got to do something more, like, glam and, like, slow and, like, hey, what's up? So, have you ever been
0: in a situation where you brought the wrong piece to a club, or do you all feel like you're... Okay. <laughs> all right, what, how does that go? Is that something, obviously, like, that you know right away, like, this was a bad idea, like, this was a mistake?
1: Yeah, all the time. <laughs> but I like, to, I like to push the boundaries. I like to do, like, the things that other queens wouldn't do, because I feel like that's what makes me stand out. So like even if I'm not like all these girls are getting booked all the time and they'll be like Vicky why don't you do this and that it's like because I don't really care for it one like I don't really care to be paid to do it and two like I know if I need to like I can get booked.
0: Well now I'm seeing kind of a conflicting thing though
1: because for one Here thing you're t- to- not you're arguing talking with me. <laughs> not to-
0: <laughs> you're arguing with yourself and let me show you why this is why I have a podcast so this is, uh, this is no what you one were just to- saying. <laughs> Uh, So this is what you were just talking about. You were just saying that you feel like you need to cater your skills to a venue. Mm -hmm. But then you're also saying that you should do what you're comfortable with and what you care for and and push the venues and who cares what happens. And also you said early on it's all about the money no matter what. And then you're also saying you don't care about going that even if he loses you booking. So So how do you
1: find that balance? Well, my thing is, like, for me, with my drag, I don't care about, like, getting booked. I don't care about, like, making money with it. Like, I don't care about like all that but in general the drag scene like that's what it's based around so it's based around like being able to adapt to the venues because they're going to pay you and like you want to impress everybody so you can get paid for it but like at my point like i've been doing drag for five years now like i don't really care to be booked anywhere like i'm just like i'll do it when i want to i like to do it for like fundraising and stuff that's fun but like if you book me at like karamba i did the laughing track you remember laughing track <laughs> Oh, okay, that? so laughing track is a song where it's just laughing the entire time. There's no lyrics. To it. I think I saw a video you posted of that actually. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I, know, I did yeah. at Caramba, the Latin club, and no one cared for it. <laughs> but I thought it was a cool thing because it was like a Halloween show, so I was like, yeah, hey, this is perfect. Makes sense. And it made no money then.
0: <laughs> Do you feel like you have that safety net because you have another full time job? Would you like? Would you ever go into drag so. full time? Probably
1: not. Okay.
0: Is that? something that you feel like is just the financial reasons or do you feel like there's just not enough pull for it
1: i think it's both i feel like once you're like set especially now with like drag race and everything that goes on like everybody like wants to be on drag race like i don't know why but like (laughs) these girls like can go to the club and make one appearance and they make twenty five hundred dollars a night just from the club fee and then they get all the tips from people who love them and think they're the best thing ever (laughs) so they're making all this money so like you could make a living out of doing drag but for me it's not a long-term career that I would want to be in, if that that's makes fair. sense.
0: Yeah, no, it, it seems like something that is a huge strain on you, just the whole lifestyle around it, which, uh, again, there's a, like a spe- an expected lifestyle, I feel like, a lot of times with drag, where you're going out and you're in the clubs and you, you have to have all these kind of club scenes and you have to like the like, popular music and stuff like that mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. have to know what the crowd's wanting to. Is that something that like, clashes with you,
1: or do you, feel, or do you feel like that's something you had to really adapt to? I like to keep it very like, separate. So, like, if I go out as Juan, it's like Juan. Like, people will still be like Vicky. Like, they call yeah. me Vicky all the time. A lot of people know me just by Vicky, and I'm like, that's cool. But they're not, like, friends. They're just, like, people I know a to bargain. Yeah. So, like, the clients. I, I, yeah. No, that makes me seem like an escort. <laughs> I'm trying to get in the business. Not there yet. <laughs> but a lot of queens do that, too, though. I could imagine. Them. There's some nasty people out there. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's a whole other,
0: whole other conversation we can have right there. What was I saying? Just working with that lifestyle of the whole like club scene, oh. music, pump and dancing. Yeah, and,
1: like they expect you to go out all the time. They expect you to be everywhere. Like I like to go out as like Juan and just be Juan, like mm-hmm. whatever. Like I rather if I'm not gonna get paid to be at an event or if I'm not fundraising for something that I care about, mm-hmm. I will not be out and drag because I don't like the attention. Mm-hmm. I don't like people being like touching you and like oh, you. are beautiful oh my god you're gorgeous oh can i touch this and that like no that's annoying yeah if i go out i'd like to just blend be me yeah plunge (laughs) so
0: do you have to i guess study is the only way that you have to kind of brush up on what you should be expected like know about and learn about when you're going out as vicky do you have to do that as one
1: (laughs) i don't have to do anything as one (laughs) Nice. I mean, just,
0: <laughs> as one you have to prep for Vicky I guess no, I'm <clears throat> I think yes and
1: no I don't know I'm huge on like old school drag So, like, I like, like, the old-school drag queens with, like, the harsh makeup and, like, Mm. you know, the -the over-the-top mixes and this and that. And, like, knowing, like, where you came from, like, gay history and knowing the importance of, like, where drag queens stood during, like, all that. Mm. Like, when it was all starting out, like, Stonewall and all that stuff. And I feel like a lot of the younger queens don't take the time to learn and understand where they come from. Which is what you said was an issue for you starting off, too, right? Yeah, Yeah. because I had no idea. Like, I was just like, well, fuck it. Like, Mm -hmm. we just cross dressing. Like, that's cool. Like, (laughs) fag. But... (laughs) But I feel like if you don't know where you came from, like how are you gonna go anywhere? Like how are you? Like if you can't tell me, literally the other day, mm-hmm. I was taking this guy home with me from the bar, <laughs> and Madonna's Vogue came on <laughs> on like my phone, uh-huh. and I was like, "Do you know the song?" He was like, "No," and I was like, "How old are you?" He's like, "22," and I was like, "You don't know Madonna?" He's like, "No," so like, you don't know Vogue? No. I was like, "Do you know anything? Do you know Stonewall?" No, I don't know. It's like what the fuck. You still like,
0: them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but <laughs>
1: the moral <laughs> of the story really is don't play Madonna. <laughs> I gave a lecture the whole time. But
0: okay, so that's interesting. That there seems to be a disconnect between different generations of drag, and you realize that we're different generations of drag. So one thing that I've, I've noticed then with that is like it seems to be a lot of the the new generation is brought up on keep coming back to a drag race drag and all race. that. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> not only in like a drag community, but just like the world in general. I feel like it's kind of come into this whole it's culture mainstream. of, games. yeah, it's mainstream, exactly, that's and it's, all it is. there's now, there's all these, uh, people, like, especially just, like, straight girls who I call the Yaz Queens, who, <laughs> they, that's, they just, they love the, uh, they love the look of it, and they love the language and stuff like that, that, like, uh, gay culture has, especially drag culture, and they kind of pick up on mm-hmm. it, is that, I was gonna ask this, how do you feel about that, I mean... <laughs>
1: The mainstream. I event. mean, it's like, if I go to Charlie's and drag and there's a group of straight girls, it's always like, oh my god, it's my birthday, can we take a picture? Yes, you look great, I love it. Oh, And I'm like, oh, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, you want to take a picture? You could just ask, you got to add to stuff. I think it's very annoying that they take, like, lingo and stuff and then they make it their own and then now, like, gay lingo from, like back in like the day like forever ago mm-hmm. it's like being used for like commercial purposes like people are selling hats that say like shade on it and all this stuff and people are like oh it's so cool and i'm like no it's not like i've been saying yeah. this for forever yeah it's all like like you like, yeah mainstream.
0: yeah exactly it's gentrification <laughs> uh but uh, that's whatever
1: that means <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then uh, do you also feel like you are obliged to kind of accept it because you need an audience
1: I think yes and no. I think the thing with drag queens, though, we have, like, we can be rude to you and we can, like, tell you straight up how things are. And just because we're in drag, people will be like, oh, that's so yes. funny. Yes! Like, yeah, that's <laughs> funny. God, It's true, though.
0: You can get away with a lot of things in drag. That's such a weird thing that, the, again, it comes coming back to, like, the weird expectations people have of mm-hmm. a drag queen. Mm-hmm. Do you ever encounter drag queens oh, okay. who, like, try to fight that maybe even harder than you do? or And are they successful?
1: I don't think, like... Especially now that there's a lot of, like, new drag queens that are doing, like, weird stuff or, like, stuff that's out of the norm. That's not just your regular, like, yes, work, bitch. Like, they do, like, the weird shit where, like, they come out and their makeup is, like, fucking crazy. More, like, burlesque
0: type of stuff. Not even. Like,
1: fucking circus (laughs) kind of (laughs) stuff. And I feel like that's their way of, like, kind of breaking away from, like, the norm and, like, fighting it in a way. And they're like, oh, it's the year of this. It's the year of the femme. Femme queens have been a huge thing now women who do drag
0: right because it's just a whole vibe just a whole ad, state of being and doesn't have anything to do with gender like, anymore
1: year of the femme and i'm like it's not the year of the femme <laughs> like what the fuck does that
0: is that something that you find it hard to accept like because when you came into it um part of the issue when you were first starting off was that it was like very gay and so it's a weird thing to accept when it, like a, a straight woman is doing it does that kind of solidify your point from I before? Where
1: it's like... I don't think so. I just feel like sometimes they feel like they deserve a lot of credit, but it's like, you don't. Like, at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing. Like, I don't care if you're a man or a woman. We're all cross-dressing for the same reason. Like, we're here both at this club getting paid to do the same thing. So, like, why are we adding so many labels and then complaining about how we have so many labels? Like, there's no point. Like, I don't care who you are what you do. Like, good for you. <laughs>
0: But there still seems to be a fair amount of judgment on the actual, like, technical ability of it. Coming back, to, coming back to makeup and costumes. So how did you develop those skills along
1: the way? Trial and error. Like, you just go do it and, like, like, can you stop reading my messages? I'm using my Research. <laughs> um, I feel like it's a lot of, with drag, especially with the makeup, just, like, trial and error. Because, girl, I look terrible. I still, like, I learn something new every time I get in drag. From other days.
0: performers just like seeing them and what they're doing and Yeah,
1: like you can see other girls and be like, Oh I like that, I'm gonna try it and then you can see if it works on you. Most of the time it does. So you just have to go back to what you are used to. <laughs> That's
0: a thing. Alright, so yeah, obviously there's self error. That's <laughs> like you mean. have you have a self deprecating sense of humor and like you're you're huh. ragging on yourself and you're reading yourself like a fair amount. But then you also have to have this like level of confidence, I feel mm. like, to be able to step out. So oh, yeah, I'm how do you balance extremely that?
1: Extremely confident, cocky ass bitch. <laughs> I'll tell you that now.
0: So is it all just bullshit when you read yourself? Like you don't believe it?
1: Oh, no, I believe it. <laughs> but I'm being like honest with myself. Well, that's the thing with comedy though. I like to have that comedy where like you can mm-hmm. make fun of yourself and like turn into a joke. Because I'm like, you know, it's there. Like people can see it. Why not point it out and be obvious about
0: it? So it's accepting that you have flaws and just kind of being
1: fine with it. Yeah, I don't care. You know what my biggest fight has been recently? Hmm. Everybody tells me that I'm just a pretty girl with no talent. You can ask Matt. I just told him about it. <laughs> uh, you're just pretty. Matt, I'm just kidding. Gonna... <laughs> Hi, pretty. <laughs> but like see it's stuff like that though, in the drag community, like I've worked very hard for my drag and I've worked hard enough to like get where I am in my drag mm-hmm. and like be comfortable in my drag and confident in it. But like people will always have something to say. So that's why, you know, if they don't want something to say about you, just say yourself it's so much easier. Okay. Give it to them.
0: But then that goes back to I think a previous question again is of the why idea do you keep of bringing
1: it like, back and like telling me that I keep
0: Because I have like four questions and I'm trying to mail them. <laughs>
1: try to melt them
0: <laughs> uh, but I just feel like there's a lot of different facets to it that you keep bringing up and it's an interesting thing to me the idea of like the different talents and stuff that you oh. have when you're saying that somebody calls you a pretty girl with no talent <laughs> who are they to judge that talent because the like they you said that it has to be something is uh, everybody has their own talent set and you know there yeah. may be some like base things that everyone has to have like the costume and makeup and stuff but who how do you judge like what talents you need to develop and stuff so, I mean, is there a lot of conflict between queens about that? Or is there, like, a general ex- exception or expectation that
1: everyone's going to do their own thing? I think in general <laughs> expectation for drag queens is you go out there, you do top 40 song, and then you, like... See, the thing is, like, if you got to pay bills and you got to pay the rent, you come out and do Beyonce. Because, because everyone to loves Beyonce, matter. no matter exactly. what. Okay. If you don't care and you have money to pay your bills, then you come out and do whatever the fuck you want. But I feel like, in general, people expect mm-hmm. drag queens to just come out here, be, like, sequined out... Glittery, nice hair, extreme makeup, and then just do some like top 40 song, and like dance a little. And how do
0: you develop your own kind of persona along with that? Like, how, what made Vicky Vicky?
1: You know, I don't know. <laughs> because people tell me all the time that when I'm in drag, I'm a different person than when I'm out of drag. But I don't see it. Do you see it? Do you see it? I don't see it. But like a lot of people will be like, oh, you're completely different when you're in drag. Like you're not yourself. And I'm like, what the fuck. What do you think what
0: do you think they're seeing? Okay, if you had to guess at it.
1: I think just because I'm in drag, they think that it's a different person. So So it's literally just how you look. Yeah. Interesting. I'm more I'm more I'm more confident when I'm in drag, I'll say that. I'll be more honest with you. No, well yeah. I'll be more honest with you, I'll be more straight up and tell you how it is. I'll talk to more people, but that's about it.
0: But again, that might be something to do with how you said before that people kind of expect it from a drag queen. They expect honesty and stuff. So you feel more comfortable doing that. And that honestly could go into, like, more of a societal thing if we're, if we're doing that. That you are the same way as a woman and as a man, but people see it in two different ways. Yeah. They see a man doing something, it's like, that's fine. They see a woman doing something, it's like, you're so brave. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, wow, that's deep. Oh, I'm proud of
1: that one. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> Saturday night,
0: honey. Um, the other thing I did want to bring up, I, I realized, I'm thinking about that, is um, the idea yeah, of... Um,
1: Saturday
0: night. What? what? Back on. <laughs> The idea of uh, body image with, uh, uh-huh. within that. So I've seen, I mean, there obviously is, <laughs> um, like, you know, queens of all different shapes and sizes and stuff like that. Um, but, but is that something that you feel like as a culture that people are struggling with? Uh, do you think there's uh, expectations put on you about the way you look physically?
1: Well, I think so, because, like, if you have a fat girl go out there, like a fat drag queen go out there and she does a dance number, she's going to make a lot more money than if I go out there and do the same dance number. Is because, because she really has like, curves? Yeah, because they're gonna be like, oh my god, like I can't believe she did that. I can't believe you could do that. Like, take this money. Take this money. But then if she goes out and does a gown song and she's trying to be glamorous, like she's not gonna make as much money as me being out in a gown being glamorous. So if you
0: are a curvier queen, then you you pretty much no matter what you actually wanna do, you should do something that's a little more like uh like grinding heavy and stuff like that. <laughs> like, heavy on the grinding, per se.
1: <laughs> what are we grinding? <laughs> Cr-
0: crumping, one might say. <laughs> what, do you, uh, what do kids are do? You, what you do? What you do? The dougie? What is a dougie? Do you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, something like that... <laughs> 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 but it, just what you were saying, really they long. have to do something that... Oh, exactly. <laughs> I mean that has to do with a little bit more like like T N A, a TNA type of stuff that kind of works in their T N A what's T N A? Tits and ass. Oh. Really? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> really?
1: I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that whole idea they have to work the tits and ass a little bit more, uh, and even if that's not necessarily that that's something that comes naturally to them. That's kind of the expected expectation. Well, they don't
1: even have to work it harder. They just have to like do something, and people get impressed. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. so is the well, bar lower me, okay for, so okay. if you go like if you go to a dance class and you see like some fat boy mm-hmm. there and then a skinny boy and the skinny boy does the choreography you're gonna be like okay that was good but then the fat boy does the choreography and everyone's gonna be like what the fuck I'm like you killed it
0: because oh it's a bigger deal for a fat person to do it yeah. because the, the bar is lower for them because they shouldn't be able to do anything correct that's crazy but <laughs> it's true though so do you feel like that's like just the reverse of how it is in the normal world is that I just like the same in everywhere interesting so, uh, is that a frustrating thing for you as somebody who has no plans to get
1: that curvy? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I had plans, I just haven't <laughs> done it. <laughs> no, I don't think it's frustrating. I, I think it's more frustrating that, like, whenever you do drag, you're always put in a box as to what you do. So, like, if you're a big girl, you're gonna be in that big girl box. And normally, you're supposed to be funny if you're a big girl. If you're a comedy queen, you're, you're put in that comedy queen box. If you're a pretty girl, you're put in the pretty girl box. So, like, people would expect you to just do the same thing over and over again. Like, that's what they do. Like, they're labeling. Yeah, and I've noticed that
0: you've done more pageant stuff lately, it seems <laughs> like. You've done at least one, one or two, right? One. I thought you'd done a couple. No, mm-hmm. I didn't. One. I
1: didn't. No, I is
0: So, was that a weird experience for you as somebody who maybe like, relies more on, like, comedy and, like, oh, yeah, dance I mean, and stuff? For sure. Yeah, for sure. No,
1: for sure. Why do you stress like? me out? Because it was for a good cause. It was a benefit. It's for Phoenix Pride. So it's the Miss Phoenix Gay Pride prelims. So every bar in Phoenix will have a winner. And then, March 14th, 19th, someday in March, <laughs> we all come together and compete for the title of Miss Phoenix Gay Pride. During the process, you fundraise money um, for the Phoenix Pride Scholarship Fund, which gives out scholarships to LGBTQ youth throughout Arizona. Um, you get $5,000, 2500 per semester, and you can apply twice. So you raise money for that. That's this awesome. year, this year they're giving over forty thousand in scholarships. That's amazing. It's awesome. So that's one of the reasons why I did it. But you just want a prelim though.
0: What? We I mean, just want a prelim. Right? I want at the prelim.
1: But everyone who wins a prelim has to raise two thousand dollars, or else oh, you can't compete for the wow. students pride. Wow,
0: that's crazy though. That's fantastic. there's twenty of us. Okay, so that's why they're able to do at least the forty thousand. That's yeah. great.
1: Okay, cool. So, I don't so know. last year they had thirty five thousand. <laughs> a couple bitches failed. <laughs> <laughs> what happened
0: there <laughs> confused <laughs> so god damn it uh, when it comes to the type of stuff you do now is it, is it more often than not for like a cause it's not more so for yourself anymore
1: yeah I was just telling, yeah. I was just telling Matt I was telling him that I will not do anything for free <laughs> unless it's a fundraiser for something I care about right.
0: what flipped the switch on that uh, nothing I mean, like, I've always been that way <laughs> that's, a, that's <laughs> always been a rule yet getting into it uh, if you're only got, you're only gonna work for free if it's somebody else benefiting,
1: but not somebody else. You but know, if it's something yeah. I care about. Well, when you start drag, like you have to do a lot of things for free. Like you have to do so many free guest spots and stuff to get your name out there. But I feel like I've been doing it for long enough where I don't need to do as many guest spots to still get my paid bookings and stuff. But I mean, you gotta check. I got a talent, you know. But if it's for a good cause, I'll just do it for free. Nice, if I okay. care about it. excellent.
0: Um, so. <laughs> So, that kind of brings me to the last couple questions i like to ask everybody.
1: You said you only had four and you already, asked all. Four.
0: These are the set questions I ask everybody, so these is like my safety oh, net. Okay. That's it. First thing i like to ask is just any other artist in town you want to give a shout out to. It doesn't have to be drag, just anyone in town you feel like needs some recognition.
1: Well, I mean, there's a few people, there's a lot of people, like creative people, I feel like don't get enough credit. Like in the drag community or like in general, like Matt Makes Music, you do your theater stuff. So I feel like everybody I'm not in game. the drag community you do, No, yeah, bitch Neither is he <laughs> Well, you said people in the drag
0: community and then you pointed well, at Matt like and I in the drag
1: community and people in general like artists don't okay. get enough credit So, okay. shout out to you, Tony Thank you very much And Taylor Okay, great It's fine there. It's What fine. happened to your dog? Is it still He's late? still there, yeah
0: oh, okay. Yeah, we have three
1: I thought you had two What, I, what if
0: I had said no? <laughs> very Okay, so what about the uh, like organizations and stuff like that? The people who are setting it up, like Phoenix Pride and stuff. Is there anybody at, oh, from that or any like groups me from there?
1: Yeah, come out to uh, what am I doing? Yeah, that's the next thing. Any plugs? Oh, there we go. Uh, March I feel like it's March 14th or 5th I'm sure you can Google it I'll I'll look up for the details the Miss Phoenix Pride pageant that's going to be happening I have a lot of fundraisers coming up so like if you follow me on Instagram Advocacy Summers or Facebook Advocacy Summers is there any like consistent spots Mm -hmm. that you're at as far as the Um, every Wednesday well this is not like every Wednesday I do uh, BS West and Scottsdale and then Thursdays every other Thursday I'll be at Karamba which is like Sixteen Street and McDowell. Is that a ticket thing, or is it like two drink minimum, or, or? no? Okay. What the fuck? Well, BS West is five dollar cover. Okay. But they have um, buy one get one for $1 so a dollar drinks. That's what to do. And then I'll be at the Rock a lot because I won Miss Rock. Is that a separate thing? Separate pageant that you did? No, it's okay. the same pageant. It's just a separate bar. Oh. okay. Girl, what the fuck? We just said I did one pageant. Tony.
0: Right, but you said that you were like. You want a different thing. I didn't, you didn't call him Miss Rock before. So I said, no, if it was a separate. Was a prank. Yeah. I don't have to justify myself. I'm the host of the show. <laughs> Last thing I'd like to ask is uh, if uh, you had one piece of advice for someone who was trying to kind of start off on your path, um, what would you want them to know? In drag?
1: Yeah. Um, I can't say don't do it because I already said I was going to say that. You can't say that. I would say um, stay true to yourself and don't like, believe other people, whatever they tell you to do, Like just to you.
0: Here's a side thing that I want to ask that I didn't really ask earlier, though. Okay, um, you said you came from a dance background. We kind of yeah. brushed over that. Do you feel like that is a crucial thing that everyone should know a little bit about if they're going into it?
1: No. No? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. All right, so. Why? Well, I feel like you're going to do drag, Tony. Are you coming for my pride? <laughs> so for like. A pride patch? Say guy's just naturally hairy. <laughs> There's bearded queens. I just had a show a couple weeks ago, and there were two bearded girls in it, and then me.
0: Thank you
1: very much, (laughs) Juan.
0: Thank you very much. That was awesome. Special thanks to Nick Machete for writing our theme music and Taylor Machete for all of her support. If you are enjoying the podcast so far, don't forget to follow us and leave nice ratings on Facebook, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Pinecast.co. And if you or someone you know is pursuing something artistic in the Phoenix area and you'd like to be on the podcast, write to me at starvingartistsphx at gmail.com.